my wife and I, we did something cool. And this is kind of a, a first time announcement that, that I'm going to make on the, the show. Um, my wife and I, for the past, I think we started this back in late summer, early fall, going through the process of getting licensed to be foster care parents. And um, a, it was a couple weeks ago we finally got our license. Yeah, after, man, this has been a process. It's it's like it's awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of like, why do you need to know that? Like, don't don't come into my house. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what do you mean I have to lock up all my vitamins in a lockproof box? I understand why, but it's kind of the like, rules and regulations. They're extensive. They they gave us a pamphlet, or it's not a pamphlet; it's a book of rules. It's more yeah. extensive than the the Torah. Just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So we finally got licensed to do foster care. That's we, awesome. We have yet to get a placement. That's what they call kids. Uh, yeah. Because the idea of foster care, obviously, is to reunify with the parents. Yeah. So we, we know that we know that going into it. If we get the uh, option to adopt, we, prob- we, we maybe will. But we spent all day Saturday at a foster care conference. Awesome. And an eight-hour conference on different aspects of foster care. Like, Was it beneficial? It was extremely beneficial. That's cool. Learned a lot. Learned about a lot about, like, dealing, like, things to that you, you'll run into and deal with being a transracial family because most of the kids in the foster care system in Genesee County are black. Yeah. So that was really interesting and uh, some good info. Uh, my wife did a uh, skin and hair care for African-American children because there's there's a whole different ball game with yeah i didn't realize that until we went went to the kids camp yeah and i had all these five-year-old kids and they ran out of lotion (laughs) like on day one minus the one kid who was eating his hand sanitizer (laughs) that was disturbing i thought i thought i was gonna lose a child on day one (laughs) but but yeah it's like we are out of low we need lotion like (laughs) go go up to walmart and get some more yeah but so it was it was really interesting and um, I'm sure some of our listeners out there have experienced this. We're new to this. You can message us on our our social media accounts if you if you have any advice or even books. I love reading books. My wife and I are are very green going into this and we're just excited to love on some babies. So if you got any advice, throw some our way. That's awesome. But speaking of advice, yeah, Jason. We're going to get some, aren't we? We're going to get some from a man that we both highly admire and respect. Yeah. And his name is, let's just, he's Pastor Ernesto Alaniz. We're having a pastor (laughs) on Not Your Pastor's podcast. But I don't know more of a movie buff. He's he could be the most movie buff guy that I know. Yeah, we're talking about movies and pop culture and our consumption of them as Christians. Yes. And where, where's that line, Jason? Or is there no yeah. line? Or is it kind of like bopping back and forth like in Pong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pedals keep getting smaller. Oh, no. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> but yeah, so this was a great interview. We had lots of laughs. I... I always enjoy talking movies with people because I feel like that, that is a language that we speak and we know and we make a bunch of movie references. See if you can pick some out. You know, yeah. when, while you're listening to this, maybe make a tally. Like, how many did they reference this movie? And then this movie was referenced a couple times. What I love be is, super fun. is Nesto, and he talks a little bit about it, but he runs his own podcast with his brother, Tony. And we've had him on the show before. Red, Red Rum, Rum Theater. Theater. W- that was the episode last week. Yeah. 
re-release. Yep, yeah, yeah, I re-released it last week to give you kind of a primer on his background story, so you, you could learn a little bit more about Nesto if you want to go back and listen to that. But but we also wanted to give a shout out to uh, a listener of ours. Yes, Covert Nerd. Yeah, this episode would not be this. This episode is made possible by <laughs> Covert Nerd. Yeah, this was one of his ideas, and uh, he sent it over to us. Said, "Hey, do you ever think about doing an episode on this?" And and I, I said, was, "I know the perfect guy." Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get Nesto in here and talk about this. So because Nesto's watched some movies, he's more than I will ever watch probably in yeah. my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hope you guys enjoy this uh, this episode. Enjoy two guys who couldn't make it as pastors. Try yeah. and navigate the, these waters of R-rated movies. What can we watch? What can't we watch? Because it's just real fun and entertaining. Yeah, so more or less. Without further ado, this is, hey, can I watch R-rated movies episode? All right, guys, we are here with Ernesto Alaniz. What's up, man? Hey, everybody. Good to be here. So, Ernesto, this is your your return guest. Welcome back. Welcome to the basement. It's a little bit mustier. It's a little bit dirtier, but we're, we're so glad to have Almost you. Almost a third time because I replayed your interview last week. I know. I, 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 listened to, I listened to the opening. Long opening, dude. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Stinking man! With I was using the Windows computer at home in my basement. That took me an hour. Let me just like say, seven minutes of audio took me an hour to record. Oh my Holy god! Cow. Yeah, that's how long it take for skits. Up. Oh my gosh, it was awful. Now you guys can use it at home, but I'm telling you, these guys, their 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 rig is much more professional than it was last time, man. You guys, <laughs> the basement is more podcasty. It's it, 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 it is. It, it looks the better table. You gotta. It's a better setup. I'm impressed. I feel like I'm an amateur yeah, with you guys. This, oh, this was on. at my house. It's what Jess and I folded this laundry table. on. <laughs> it's our laundry table. And well, then Alex put a nice tablecloth on it. Yeah, it's great. You're going to go for a picnic, have a couple of glass bottle Cokes. There's a, there's a whiteboard <laughs> behind me with like possible topics. for oh. the, There's like dates and topics. It's impressive, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blown away, guys. Those are, those are happening. I'm telling you, I, I don't want to reveal your cars, but I'm impressed. <laughs> we don't announce... Upcoming shows beforehand because they always get canceled. I understand. Every last time. (laughs) It sucks so bad. Anyway, Uh, so the reason why we have Ernesto here is because he is also a fellow podcaster and a Flint podcaster at that. So he has a special place in our hearts. But he is a co-host of the Red Rum Theater podcast. Now, Ernesto, if you were pitching this podcast, because we have some new listeners out there. Welcome, new listeners. We've talked about Red Rum Theater podcast before. But give us a little pitch. Give us a little taste of what is the Red Rum Theater. Um, the Red Rum Theater. Now, my brother and I. My brother is definitely the talent of our show. Uh, he is the um, the quickest the quickest mind in the West. He is. Um, he's, he's 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 hilarity. He's wonderful. And together, um, we are wild stallions. No, uh, but together, my brother and I, we um, we talk movies as shorthand. Like our our conversations. If we're together, the people around us, they don't know what's happening. Because him and I, um, being raised in the city, raised without a father, my mom had to work like she had to work. Um, movies became for us more than um, more than a babysitter, more than an escape. Film for us was um, education. Films taught me about masculinity. Film taught me about being a person. Taught me about relationships. And this is both good and bad. Like, yeah, this is this is not all like 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 roses and daisies. Some of this stuff messes messes up as kids. Um, 
the podcast is basically our, our slogan is we we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. And every we talk about movies how they or every month how they raised us right and raised us wrong. We just hash it out how and sometimes it gets real, man. Sometimes we we get it, it, I mean, a couple of months ago Tony got real, and I was like sitting there, like misty eyed in the studio, <laughs> like we're just just bearing our souls to these this, this empty room. It's it's, but uh, we we laugh, have a good time, and we hash out some of the things, you know, some of our some of our past, some of our issues. It's uh, therapeutic, but uh, yeah. On top of that, you're a pastor as well. It's true. I kind of break your whole system here. <laughs> I know. It. Uh, this is not your pastor's, yeah. but a pastor's podcast. Yeah, um, no, we got we got to get you to to. You have uh, lots of pastors on this show. I, I've, I've heard I've heard <laughs> yeah. other pastors on the show, so I guess we uh, have. But you got to slip out of pastor mode. Well, yes, yeah, I'm never in pastor okay. mode. Like I'm, I'm always the same person. My voice doesn't change when I pray. I, uh, I don't have. I don't. I, I'm, I'm the same guy. I dress the same. I am the same person wherever I walk in the world. You know what's in Ernesto sermon when it's, there's at least five movie references in the sermon itself. That's that. And you you talk movies, you preach movies. It's it's movies, movies, movies all the time. There's a lot of them. There's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's this one scene in The Godfather. He's like he's going to go Godfather in this sermon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's it's an American classic, man. <laughs> all right. So today's topic. It's going to be interesting. All right. You were raised by movies. It's true. Uh, I was I was not raised by movies, but man, I watched a lot of movies growing up that I shouldn't have been watching. You know, we had single mom, kids had had cable, and we put them on repeat, man. I understand. Um, we were just allowed to watch whatever we wanted to. And if there was a movie that we did weren't allowed to watch, like uh, Gladiator or Braveheart, we're just like, it's historical. And they're like, oh, it's historical? Okay, yeah, you guys can watch it. Man, I'm old. <laughs> Holy cow. I was at no movies where I was in like, high college when those movies came out. <laughs> Jeez, man. I was five. Okay. <laughs> man, we loved like uh, Commando. Anything with Arnold oh. in it. Uh, we, we talked about Commando last time, but uh, Bloodsport, we watched that one over and over and over again. Just just on repeat. Love Van Damme. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> the Predator movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead, I mean... And then Hellraiser. Holy cow. <laughs> we watched some dark stuff that kind of screwed me up pretty young. Just like going to bed with bad dreams. Oh, man. Do like, you have any of those? Like, you, Is there one in particular that's like above all else that just The movie messed that messed me with the most, like uh, Nightmares for the Longest Time, was by far The Exorcist. That film, mm. I didn't want to watch it. I wish I hadn't watched it as a young boy. Um, it, I, was, I was not a horror guy. Yeah. I was never like, dude. Gremlins messed like scared me. Gremlins scared me. Ghostbusters scared me. Yeah, dude. Dude, Exorcist scarred me, like scarred me for life. And uh, so that would probably be the actual scary movie that was a scary that was fun, but actually kind of left some uh, marks. Was Stephen King's It off a of television? That oh. one, The Pennywise by Tim Curry, loved. I mean, it scared me. But I, I still loved it. Very but it's much. probably edited too on TV. Well, it was made for TV. Okay, so it's, it's, okay. it was. It was uh, there's no swearing. There's no like. There's not blood. There's blood, but not blood. It's not blood coming from people. Right. It's blood coming from sinks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> which is better? It, it, it's 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 less. Uh, oh, you know what realistic. movie messed me up as a kid? I just like just thinking about the Blob. <laughs> like, That's a messed up flick. Uh, but I watched it when I was like four or five. And I was spending the night at my parents dropped me off at some random house. That somebody who went to our church because my dad was a pastor, and just late at night, 
here you go. Just have the TV on until you fall asleep. And the blob came on. And I watched that and was terrified. That's a scary one, dude. That's a scary one. <laughs> There's been some books. And you, you mentioned Exorcist. I listened to the Exorcist audiobook. Had to shut it oh, off after six no chapters. Wow. It is bad. So bad. I can't God. imagine reading that. Can't, can't imagine it. It's creepy as all get out. What's what's the name of the the, the demon that that she when she first talks? I can't him, remember. It's like Mister Howdy Doody or something. It's messed up. And I, I told my wife I said I got I, had, I shut it off and deleted it off my phone. And let's pull this back a little bit because we're talking about just movies today. Yeah, about pop culture as a yes. whole. Yes, yeah, yes, about, absolutely. Because uh, what's the question you guys? Let's do this is your question so we kind of set the stage for our our conversation this day. Well, I think if we want to get really churchy with it. <laughs> Holy cow! The the arguments secular versus sacred at some point it's gonna it's gonna have to deal with it. It's, it's gonna come into play in this. But I mean, when we talk about what kind of movies should we as Christians be letting our kids watch or not watch? What should we be watching? At what point do we watch Game of Thrones and tell our kids not to watch Game of Thrones? Are we just a hypocrite? Uh, things of of those natures. You, like I personally, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it either. I watched one episode and I said never again. Yeah, never again. So like, I mean, what are those? I mean, it's, it's example, Breaking Bad. I mean, that's what I've, I've seen the whole season. Well, I've seen most five seasons of that thing. We, we had discussions about it before staff meetings sometimes <laughs> when <laughs> I worked at a church. <laughs> and we, but we talked about how like it's the perfect picture of total depravity. Um, Mad Men's the same way. Uh, but uh, oh man, man, so. This question is not just about films, it's about art in general. Yes. It's about, I mean, because think about music. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just what do, uh, music, uh, literature, you're reading exercises. So books, f- music, film, this is all just idea. And the question isn't an old, it's not a new question. Is what, what can we eat? What can we enjoy? What, what is okay? And that's yeah. the question. And, and there's a lot of answers to this question. I mean, people, people give a lot of answers mm-hmm. for this question. As as like Christian parents di- discerning what types of entertainment we allow our kids to to take. Well, what so, entertainment us as as Christians ourselves? I mean, not not just what do we what do we allow our kids, but what do we right. what what's the barrier for us? And is there one? And it, is, that, is that's that, the question I kind of want to ask because is what, that where you want to start? Is what's the barrier for the adults first? Then we'll the, get into kids stuff. Yeah, yeah. So okay. just us as people. Okay. Um. Because, so there's a verse. I got a verse, guys. Oh, okay. shoot. He's got a verse. So I, I, as I'm thinking about my top 10 movies. It's getting all biblical. Okay. There, there's at least 30% of my top 10 movies where somebody gets decapitated. And I remember. Jeez. <laughs> well, The Patriots, one of them, which you were hating on the other week. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a good movie, dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm, <laughs> my blood listen, is boiling. Listen, listen, there's great act. There's great scenes in that film. There are. There, there's, a, there's a scene in that film that might be the scene of the year. Little girl running to her dad. Scene of the year, right there. That scene blew my papa, dude. It, I'll say anything, just don't go. And you're like, oh, like, like, dude, that's a great scene. But the narrative as a whole, it's, it's messy, dude. It's a messy story, man. From a screenwriter's point of view, from a writer's point of view, it's, 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 it's a mess, dude. I don't think I've ever looked at that movie that in depth. I haven't seen it in a long time. There's there's one scene I looked at. I don't want to talk about the, the Patriot scene, too much. The scene with him on in the ridge with the soldiers in the woods, and he cuts them off one by one. That's a master. And that moment in the movie, I'm like, this movie's gonna be the best movie. And then it just got muddy, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Devlin, oh. <laughs> well, see, I mean, we're talking about okay, so so. Put, 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 tangent, not crazy. Um, 
So decapitation, go on. Yeah, I'm just so I'm, I'm thinking about all my favorite <laughs> movies growing up, and they have a ton of violence in them. Yeah. And it, and so like I remember I was reading Psalms, and I was just working through Psalms one day. Okay. And I came across this verse in chapter 11, verse 5. It says, The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. And it's like, that one, I'm thinking about, like, okay, Terminator 2 is on my list. The Patriot is on my list. The Godfather is on my top 10 list. And you're saying you love the violent scenes? I'm not saying I love the violence, but I, violent I'm watching movies. them. They're yeah. very violent. You're and, taking them in. And there's a part of me that's like, yeah, that last scene in uh, The Godfather where Michael Corleone just takes everybody out. I'm not going to lie. Truth time. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, well, what was the spiritual fruit from that scene, though, Alex? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that Michael Michael rejects all the works of Satan, but not his cronies. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. No, um, okay, now let, I'm gonna get get real with you guys. Now, as a pastor, yeah, as a pastor who pastors a church who shepherds the souls of people, um, I mean, I got a call like I'm heading from here to the hospital because someone their house got shut up today in the city of Flint. I'm going to be with that family, like. This is what I do with my life all the time. And I have a podcast that exists in the world. And if you Google my name and you find this podcast. And there's cussing on that podcast. Yeah. There are R-rated movies on this podcast. And I've been asked the question, how can you as a pastor, as a Christian, talk about movies that are like Lethal Weapon 1 through 4? There's so many F-bombs. Yeah. Part 1 starts with a, there's a naked girl opening scene. Yeah. Opening scene, there's a girl on the balcony. And this there, I mean... And the question is hit me more than once. Like, is this okay? Do you feel moral moral conflict? Is, this question is one I grapple with. Uh, honestly, it's it's one that I. Um, it's a hard one, dude. This one I I I approach this with you guys with much trepidation because I don't want to be flippant. I don't want to be stupid, um, but I want to say something of, of value too. You know, I don't, yeah. want to just, I don't want to just leave all the questions. I don't want to pull Rob Bell and just question marks all day long. <laughs> like you got to say something. You got to make a statement at some point in your life. Don't give a politician answer and not actually answer the right. question. Right, you got to say something. I mean, well, you were talking about art in general. Okay, art in general. Uh, so, all kinds of mediums. Like art's main purpose is to... Is to what? Spark an emotion. Get a reaction. Okay, I would I would, I would, disagree with that. Okay, what is it um, then? I would say I'm, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite thinkers... Um, I believe it was Lewis in his essay on fairies, uh, which is a great name of an essay. Um, <laughs> he wrote that uh, there's two kinds of art, if you will. Okay. Uh, and one, he called one interpretive and one escape. One that examines oh, the, human, the human condition, examines the, 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 the human story, if you will. And it tells a story to represent, I guess, reality, truth. It's meant to do something, say something, change something. Art can speak, and it can. There have been songs that have changed my life. There have been movies that have helped me as a human being be a better human being. Yeah. Uh, there are books I've read that have informed my thinking that have changed the way I see reality. Um, like Brave New World of Huxley, changed the way I see the world. Like I, it, it's, it's, If you read the book, you're like, Ernesto isn't smart. He just quotes guys he likes all the time. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so interpretive, we watch things to to learn, to understand, to be changed. And then there's escape, to watch things just to not think. 
just to enjoy. We it's it's like McDonald's. <laughs> you, you need you want a shamrock shake. There is nothing of value in that shake. Yeah, it, empty calorie sugar. But man, does it taste good going down? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's like it's like it's like Friends or or you know or a reality, reality TV show. You know, like there's no value. It's it's not going to help or change you. But it's really fun to watch. Like it's it, it's mindless entertainment, mindless. You shut your mind off after a hard day work, sit down and watch it, and it costs you nothing. Yeah, we do that a lot. We binge all those oh, shows dude, over and, and over. It costs nothing. Like there's, it's just you sit there, you can put your, your your soul in neutral and just just and just <laughs> be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes I like that. Like a movie like A Knight's Tale. That's that's literally what's great about that movie is it starts off and it says an escape. Production. I'm like, this is okay. I need escape. Help me get away from my real life. Um, and so, I used to think that escape was dumb. I used to think yeah. that this is for the the masses, the mindless. And that was an arrogant person speaking. That was because um, I was sick on Wednesday, Thursday. And I was up all night, so I ended up watching like Miller's Crossing. I watched uh, Three Amigos. I watched uh, Austin Powers, Master and Commander with Russell Crowe. Just watching movies, and some of those I didn't watch them. I I was just I was feeling bad. I just wanted something to take up my time, and I wanted to enjoy something. I just yeah. wanted to not. I wanted to feel something more than nausea. So I watched some some stories. Yeah, and stories, art is awesome. Like art is of the Lord. Um, I'm gonna I'm come back to escape interpretive. Jesus tells stories. Yeah, he does, man. He's good at it. Like he's stinking good at it. Like the prodigal son. We use that phrase as Americans, and everyone, well, many people, yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the Good Samaritan. We know we we know what that points to. We might not even know where it comes from. We know what that idea points to because he tells a story that has a greater context. Um, and then you have, I'm going to, wow, I'm going to say some crazy things right now. Like John MacArthur says. <laughs> <laughs> you back in J-Mac? Uh, that, uh, that arrogant old man out in California. I was going to say, I did not expect you to, to back J-Mac. <laughs> he says when you preach, you just, you say Bible things and you use Bible illustrations. I'm like, listen, the way you preach and teach and the way you preach and teach others to preach and teach is not the way Jesus taught. It's yeah. not the way he preached and teached. Oh, okay. He told stories. And you're saying he shouldn't do it because Thank you. it's bad. I'm like, he is better than you at talking. I should, I should like, we listen to what he said. We also do what he did. Yeah. I tell stories because stories can make things real for people. Like story, I, I, no, I, stories are meant to illustrate. They're not, they're not the meat. They're, they're meant to be the dressing. They're, story Illustrations are, are to illustrate biblical points. Yeah. Like, not to be like, I'm the coolest guy in the world. And, like, without like, me, the kingdom can't be built. And that's not the point of the story. I know all these Greek words. <laughs> <laughs> but can we say Paul did the same thing in his teaching? He referenced pop culture all the time. And I was, he does. He yeah. quotes the poets of his day. Yes. He, it shows that he has knowledge of people and where they're at. And he's able, he's willing 
to use their ideas to bring them further along. Yeah. Even the word ecclesia for church is a word he takes and imbues new meaning to give it to us as the word for church. And there are words he, Paul just robs and takes it in, and uses these cultural narratives to bring truth to people. That's what language, you have to use language this way. Um, so I'm not, it's a story. I think a story is good. It's not evil. I know some preachers, the far, far conservative, who think all story, all TV, all books yeah. is bad. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. That, that's, I don't even know where, to say entertainment is bad in any way, shape, or form, it's, it's arrogant and misguided. It is, I don't know why you would make that fight. Why, why fight that fight? I, I don't, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> so no, no. I mean, at, okay, you you make all these statements, but at what point? <laughs> what point do you turn it off? What at, mm. what, at what point it's like okay, so, too far? I have said art is good. I have said that story is good. So the question is then, um, okay. So I'll go. Uh, there's two rails I live between. Okay, I am not a legalist and I am not a liberal. The legalist takes personal conviction. And makes it a rule that all must live by. Yes. And that's very dangerous. Yes. Biblical principles can be wielded to, to force people to abide by your rules. But these principles you yield, their application is not holy writ. Um, if someone says, well, nudity is the line. Someone says our rating is a line. Whatever someone uses as their as the line for Christians is an arbitrary line, and there is no real biblical evidence for that. There, you can't draw a line and call it God's line because He don't have one like that. Which is I, that's weird saying it that way. I mean, Paul says like all things are permissible for me. But not all things are beneficial. I will be ruled by nothing. I'll be mastered by nothing. Yeah. So on one end, I don't pretend I can make up a rule. A rule would be easier. <laughs> Rules would be, the yeah. law would be easier. No, for sure. If I could say, God says this, and if you do it, he's your guy. Like that, that you'll make him happy. He'll give you a new dog. Like that would be yeah. like, like law is awesome. So I'm not a legalist. I don't try to create, but I'm also not a liberal. I don't just say everything's beautiful because it's not. Everything is not beautiful. There is some truth that the pain to get it, I don't think it's worth it. Um, when I was a younger man, I used to watch films, um, They were well-made, um, profound in their, in their observation of the human condition. But what I had to go through to get to that place with them, I lost a lot to get to that place of, like, of, of truth, that kernel of truth. I had to swim through, through filth to find that one that kernel in the toilet, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, and I, I, as a young man, I was like this, I, I thought of myself as very honest, honest, had integrity. And now as an older man, I'm like, you know, I asked a question, is this beneficial for me? Is this good for me? 
And I don't ask it every time, but I ask it more than I ever have. Yeah. And so I believe I am free in Christ, but I also believe I am bound to Christ. And I'm trying to find my way in between those two. I know it's, it's, I don't just watch anything. I think that the reaction against legalism, the law, the reaction is to say, do whatever you want. Like, we're all, the gener- our generation, we're reacting against the church before us, which is the church of, of rules and dumb rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, our generation, we cuss more. Uh, we drink craft beer and lots of it. <laughs> um, I read a great Babylon, Babylon Bee article, how reformed missionaries went to Africa and set up a craft beer you know, <laughs> to, uh, pub in Africa to win the, win the tribes of Jesus. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but... We, we reacted to our, f- our fathers who um, drew these hard lines. And we're like, those lines don't feel like they're divine written. So we push back and we go the other direction. We throw all the laws, all the rules away. And that probably wasn't the best way to go. Yeah. I mean. Swinging the pendulum the completely opposite we, we did. way. You didn't want to go down the slippery slope, right? You don't want to let this in because this will come in. And then this will come in. And then this will come in. That's what we were taught as kids. And that's very pharisaical. You yeah, put a, you, put, you you build a a hedge around the law to yeah. protect us, protect everybody yeah. from the evil. Um, yeah, and then and then all of a sudden your Bible just becomes an insurance policy, right? It's just to get you from point A, birth to to death, without messing things up along the way. And that's that's the countercultural to the Bible because everything is messed up all along the way, and you're seeing how God interacts with man in those mess ups, like. So we've said all this, but we've not even answered any questions. I know we're just it. Kind of, we're just kind of, all we're doing is introducing terms. We're kind of saying there's been a lot of uh, of mis. Um, well, within good reason too. I don't want to sit on here and tell people what they should no, and shouldn't do. I don't either. Like, I have a list. But, I'll post it in a blog. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Alex is going to lay it out for us. But what you've been going, what you've been describing to me, kind of sounds like that sec- secular versus sacred kind of kind of arguments what's what's of christ is not all does not all things belong to christ can't can't the truth of christ be found in all things like i i don't i don't like i don't like the that that is a very secular for secular well let's just play it for our for listeners i mean it's not we're using very philosophical yeah, christianese right now it is um I guess we're secular. Secular is the um, I guess the idea. It's the picture. It's painting is that there's a world of spiritual things and a yeah. world of earthly things, um, like things like prayer and Bible reading. This is sacred things and things like um, TV and uh, and McDonald's are earthly things. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of these there's different categories. We, we happen to live ninety five percent of our life in the earthly. Right. <laughs> and. Um, and we feel guilty about that. A lot yes, of Christians do. Feel exactly. Guilty. Like, man, I, I, and I don't like those 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 parameters. I I, I think that um, I, I have to quote Rob Bell. I don't mean to. I, I made fun of him. I got to give him some high five. Um, his book or his, you know what? Rob Bell is a great brander. The guy can. Br- I some of his titles of his books, some of his brands. I'm like, dang it. I can't use these words anymore yeah. because you stick and stole them. Um, but everything is sacred is one of his um, talks he gives. That title by itself, that idea, 
I think it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. That um like he owns God Jesus owns all the stuff. Like I guess okay, let's 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 look at um church world for a second. I'm a pastor. So because I'm a pastor, am I all of a sudden closer to God than anybody else because I've been ordained um to a work? And the answer to that is no, I'm not closer to God. My prayers are not more powerful than anybody else's. I don't have Jesus on speed dial any more than anybody else does. Okay? Yeah. That secular versus sacred, clergy versus laity, pastor versus um, congregation, that stuff is all, uh, that's dangerous stuff. Yeah. Because the laity feel like, man, I'm just this, I'm a, I'm a chump change lamo, and he's a real Christian. And we make, and Christian and pastors make the people, they, they, they keep on dumping it on people. Like, like they keep on bringing that thing. They, they keep it alive. They keep lighting the fire for that. Yeah. We believe in the priesthood of all believers, whether you're a mechanic, a factory worker, a truck driver. My bro, my, my stinking hard-cussing, hard-drinking brother who loves Jesus, trucking all day, walks into like different different yards to sign papers. I'll be on his Bluetooth, and he'll be like out. So he'll like, hold on, I'm going. So I'll hear him talking because I'm, I'm in his ear. Like, listen, I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm Big Brother watching him. Ah, ah! Oh, sorry. Like, no, 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 I'm Big Brother watching him. Um, but, uh, 1984. He walks in. I hear him just bringing just laughter and oh, yeah. kindness to people. And Bright Bulls Day, I'm like, this guy's going into dip, in, into place where everyone's miserable. Everyone hates yep. their jobs. Everyone hates their life. And he walks in and he tries to, even if he's being held over late, th- th- things are messed up, he can't get his trailer, he's still cool with people. You don't get mad, yell at him. I'm like, this is a guy who's bringing Christ wherever he's going. Yep. He's bringing kindness and love. And he probably influences and, and, and interacts with more unbelievers in a day than I do in a week. I call him my bar stool evangelist. Yeah. Because he invites all his boys <laughs> on Saturday to come church on Sunday. And I, it's incredible. And so I'm not closer to God than anybody else. I have a different, different role in the church to play because I went to school and gave up that time and the church pays me. So I have to have another, another job. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I'm not better than anybody. I'm not different. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a human being who loves Christ. with a different role to play in the life of the community. But that sacred secular thing wants to make us different. Yeah. And in life, whether it's playing, think I'll talk with my kids or having devotional time. My wife, when she had her, uh, we had two babies under two years old. Okay, so we have yeah. young babies. Right there with you. And uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, my wife doesn't have time for quiet times, devotional times. The babies are just, I mean, you got to feed the babies and change the babies and cook, and cook eat, feed the babies. And she begins feeling like uh, I don't. I'm not giving. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all these errands, and there's no time for God. Yeah. And not realizing that all these things she's doing with love these kids is her honoring the Lord. Yep. I'm like, Ange, like, baby, like, you honor the Lord by being faithful to the to what you've been called to. You love these kids. You are keeping kids alive. This is a devotional work. When you fold laundry, this is spiritual. This is this is, and it sounds stupid. It's true. Yeah. Like, it is. When I play soccer with my kids, when I'm I put my Bible down and cuddle with my children. That is also spiritual. That is also under God's authority. Yeah. So I don't like those ideas of sacred for secular. In, in, in another way, though, that, that idea shows itself in the community and in, in the world is we have our Christian movies. Yeah. We have our own little Christian ghetto we live in. And yeah. they're awful. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> and they're not bad. Like, they're, they're, getting, they're, getting they're getting better. They're getting better. 
But you yeah. look at Christian music in the 90s, how terrible it was. Was that honoring to God? Being 10 years behind culture, unrelatable to well, people? I mean, was, was, was that any better? You know what Andre Croce once said? He's an early hippie Christian musician. He said, we started making Christian songs to change the world, and now we're just an alternative to secular radio. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like anything you could hear. We're, we're copying secular. It's we're, just a little bit crappier. We, 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 <laughs> like, we, we are pop radio for Christians. We are, look, Christian entertainment is just Christians in a little ghetto, afraid of the big bad world, making stuff for ourselves to eat that we're not afraid we'll have yeah. like, bones in it or something, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that's evil or wrong, but the gates of hell, man, like... We're not far from it. We 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 drove we, we drove to Nineveh. We know where did he go? Hold on. No, we drove to where'd he go? Supposed to go to Nineveh, got on a boat. Tarsus. Tarsus. Tar- We're going yeah. to Tarsus, baby. Going to Tarsus <laughs> to watch. I can only imagine and sneak in. Everyone else is go over here. And we just were afraid to be too near him. And so secular 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 say ah sacred versus secular. <laughs> It rolls right it off the tongue. It creates that, that, yeah. that distinction. I, I remember hearing people say, like, well, that Christian band, they, uh, they play in bars and they don't want Christian music anymore. I'm like, well, what if these Christians in a band are just making music about what they're going through and it gives them a platform to be Christ in the lives of young kids who won't be caught dead at a Newsboys concert? Yeah. You know, like, what if that's the way it goes? Like, let them do this thing and don't blow them up for doing it. There's so many times that I've been at shows and I just assumed that the guy ne- next to me was a Christian because I was like, we were a Christian band and whatnot. And I start just talking about Jesus and talking about how awesome Jesus is. And then he walks away and my friend comes up. He's like, that guy, that guy wasn't a Christian. You just kind of shared the gospel with him a little. I was like, oh, dang it. I didn't even realize. But it's because we went into the, we went into those spaces and we got ridiculed for it. Dude. Yeah. Like, why aren't you playing at churches? Like, because the non-believers don't come to churches, the church basements to watch shows. I mean, if you want to, if your goal is to make money, then go market to Christians. Yeah. And hang out in the ghetto and take their money oh, from their wallets. There, there's as, a as South a band, Park episode about <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when our band was touring uh, back in the mid-2000s, whenever we wanted money, we'd go to the church. <laughs> because they'd pay. <laughs> you know, Max Byer would pay, would pay us 25 bucks and beers, and none of us were old enough to drink. But the church would pay us 400 bucks to come play for some youth group kids I mean, I'm and feed us pizza. Like, like, I'm writing a book right now, and uh, I put it on the shelf for another book because it it's a book I wrote. It has no audience. Like, it, I literally look at the book, and I'm like, no one's going to read this because it's literally two church for the street and two street for the church. Yeah. Like, like the Christians are all like, Ernesto, you're supposed to be a Christian. You write this craziness. And every, every novel is like, there's too much Jesus in this book. Like, like being a Christian and making art that isn't saccharine sweet has no place in the church these days. Yeah. Um. So, secular or secular. I think that's a very dangerous distinction. Um, I don't like it. I, I push against it. Um, everything is spiritual, man. Like yeah. di- dinner with your family. That's of the Lord, man. Um, stinking, stopping for someone that's, a, that's broke down the side of the road. That's a spiritual act. Like it doesn't have to be a devotional with a highlighter to be of the Lord. And those are, I'm not saying the other things are bad. I'm just saying we have made one thing beautiful and stupid and the other thing is not stupid it is good yeah like me do me mowing my lawn i am keeping sure my neighbors don't hate me <laughs> i'm i'm uh i'm in the 
people can see me and approach me. I'm being a person in a community in the world, and that is good and okay. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Uh, I've had some spiritual moments, man, <laughs> mowing the lawn. <laughs> Let Dude. Me tell you. <laughs> when I was in Bible college, doing my laundry in the middle of the night was me and God time. Yeah. Just, I'm just folding my laundry, let my mind clear out, and just peace. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, should we start actually talking about this topic? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, covert. Nerd. We are dancing around it pretty hardcore. I don't. I don't know that we've. Okay. So here's the first question I ask: yeah. Are there any movies you've ever wanted to watch that you haven't watched because you're like, you know what? That's not good for me. Uh, yes. What movie? Eyes Wide Shut. So you a Kubrick fan? I love. So I loved The Shining. Loved Full Metal Jacket. Woo! And a, f- a friend of mine said, "You, if you love Kubrick, if you love those two films, you have to watch Eyes Wide Shut. I started watching it, and I had to shut it off. I love Scorsese. Love Scorsese. I did not watch The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, my brother told me, like, so it's, it's, it, it would have been X five years ago. Like he said, it, it's, he is really far. And I wanted, I've heard DiCaprio was, I heard it's hilarious. So the, Tony showed me a scene that I laughed until I wanted to cry, but he said, "Dude, it's it's real bad." And so I haven't seen it because I'm like, you know what? I want to see it, but I don't think it's good for my soul to watch it. So I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty I, pretty guarded. I can tell you a movie that I watched and I wish I didn't. Okay, it's a Requiem for a Dream. Wish I'd never watched it. Never watched it. Never even heard of it. Have you Have you seen it? I, I have seen it. Yeah. I wish I'd never film, seen it. I, I, I can understand that. That film, to me, I, I and again, the, here's the thing. Here's the conversation right here. Okay. Should a Christian watch that? I, I don't know. Like for me, as as a as a human being, I watched that movie and I'm like, that it, it scarred me. Yeah, it did me too. I'll never watch it again. But I'm like, that is us without hope. Yeah. Because you have four characters. All who put their hope in something, like the mom puts her hope in the TV show, you know, which is when the saddest things you, you watch, her hope is to be on a TV show. That's yeah. her hope of her life. Uh, the girl's hope is a fix. Yeah. The boy's hope is the girl and the, the uh, Damon Wayans, or not Damon Wayans, uh, the younger Wayans, um, his hope is his grandma's blessing. And you watch them try to reach it. And you watch them miss and fall. Try to get back up. You watch them fall farther. And you see, in the movie, you're like, we're all going to die. And there is no hope in the world. I'm like, yeah. that is how it is without the Lord. Like, I, I'm like, this is life without. And I know it's a movie about heroin, but it's much, I think it's much more than that. I'll never watch it again. But the feeling of dread and complete hopelessness. Being reminded what it felt like, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what it, that's what it is." Yeah. See, now I could see somebody saying, uh, "I'm a Christian. I watched Requiem for, and I learned from it. I'm never going to watch it again." Well, I wouldn't understand somebody who said, "Favorite movie of all time. I love it. Watch it every week." When I was in high like, school, that that would be weird. My senior year, my class voted for the for our uh, class for you know, every every yearbook class film. Yeah, ours was Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Miles Entertainment. That's just Miles Entertainment. Yeah, it is. And that's the it, it, class of 07 at Lapeerie's Mindless. Um, <laughs> oh, bikers. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes. Mine, ours was a Nicolas Cage film called 8mm. 
Oh, I heard. I de- not watched it. Heard. It's about a snuff film, a porn, porno snuff film. Basically, uh, how so did that get by you for your high school movie? It, as it, my class watched it for entertainment value, I watched that film, and when it was over, I I literally just sat on the floor and I wept. Yeah, because I'm like, I was probably 16 years old. Uh, pornography was something that was not. Um, foreign to me as a 16 year old man boy teenager and I'm like that world does this and I partake in it and it hurt me deep down and if someone could people I guess I would say I say the, sorry to say this is that we as believers should ask the question what am I eating and what is it doing to me and most of us don't even ever ask the question. No. We don't ever even ask the question. And I'm I'm leaving the whole who should do what. And I kind of go making it more personal on everybody. Cause I think most of us believe we answer to Christ, not to stinking, you know, you don't answer to me, I don't answer to you. Yeah. We answer to the Holy Spirit of God. And a lot of us don't ask the question, what am I eating? And what is it doing to me? And that's a hard question to be honest about. Because if I like what I'm eating, like I'm an overweight man, I like McDonald's. If I want to stop being who I am, I have to stop eating what I'm eating. If I'm an angry man, all I watch is Scorsese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, I get it. We live in a, and I'm going to, let's, let's, let's just be controversial all the way down. <laughs> say it, say it, say it. <laughs> That's what the show's all just about, crossing okay. lines. No, yeah. Legitimately. We say, okay, listen, politically, I think the le- I, I hate the left and the right. Like, I can't handle the biasness and the lack of insight or wisdom on either side of the political spectrum because they both think and say, we're smart, everyone else is dumb. Both sides, uh, I want to punch them all in the face yeah. and walk out of the room, okay? But I will notice when points are being made on either side. The rise of shootings in our schools across the nation. There's a lot of factors, not just one. But listen, if you think for a second that the the steady stream of violent movies, video games in in the life of young men has no bearing of any kind, you're closing your eyes. It's there's some. I'm not saying it's the cause, but man. I mean, there's some correlational evidence, so I'm saying. Yeah, you, you get I, I into the I, violence and then the, like, the... Or if uh, you're violence and it's misguided or you have that unchecked aggression, especially for men or boys, the, boys are capable of great evil if, 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 if their aggression is not checked when they're young. If they have no father to guide them or their father just beats them and tries to stoke that sick aggression. What is it? Do not provoke your children to anger. Fathers are commanded to do that. And I say that to simply say this, is that... Um, we eat a lot of bad things for us, and we think it's going to do nothing. I mean, I, I counsel I counsel people. I've counseled men who are such pornography addicts, they can't enjoy their wife. Yeah. They've watched something to such a degree, it has changed their actual behavior and physiological responses. That's crazy. It can, what we imbibe as art can affect us. Art is powerful. Like, I believe that art has power. Yeah. Ideas 
are powerful things. Um, so I, I wrestle this question often. What do I eat and what is it doing to me? When I first became a Christian, I cussed like a sailor. I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop cussing because that's all I knew, you know? And so I realized, man, most of my favorite movies are all just F-bombs all over town. Like Goodfellas, Goodfellas, Goodfellas is one of my favorites of all time. I watch it as a kid all the time. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a summer. I'm going to watch No Rated Art Films for one summer. And man, I was able to put down swearing very quickly. And I'm not saying they're evil. I'm not saying it's not allowed. I'm just saying I saw in me. I saw what was coming in was coming out. And I had to make a change. Not because a preacher told me to. Not because of, of some like random rule someone wrote in the sand. Because my soul... It, it it had burden, it had weight. It was the sin that easily entangled at the time. Yeah. And so I think the question your, your viewer has asked is very valid. I think a lot of Christians eat and don't ever think, what am I putting in my mouth? Uh, whether it's, in, I'm, not, I'm not saying Game of Thrones is evil or good, but we just think everyone's watching so I'm going to watch it. We don't think to ourselves, is this something that I, as an individual, should bring into my home with me? And as, as if you're a seeking father, as, you know, you're setting an example for everyone in, you know, your, your, your boys. Yeah. You're bringing your wife on the journey with you. I mean, yeah. She's watching it with you. You're putting that in her head, too. She watched more than I do. Okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying, like, if, if, you're, if you're a wife, you're bringing it to your husband, you know? Yeah. Like... There's been times like we started watching a movie, and especially with my background in pornography, if there's a movie that's got a ton of nudity, and my wife would be like, well, "We got to shut it off," and she's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know that was that bad," and then vi- you know, vice versa. So, gosh, that, that that rings so true. What what are we eating? What are we ingesting? Yeah, I wasn't making fun of Jess. She can emotionally handle different things than I can handle. Because we're different people. Yeah, right. but well, I'm der- deriving out what are your sa- what you're saying and your advice would think about it, think about what you're watching and how does it affect you, and if you do want to make changes in your life, like if you're convicted about things like swearing, maybe back off on the movies that are music or the content that has a lot of swearing in it. If you're angry, I- if you're um, yeah, whatever your pet sin is, whatever it is. If, I mean, whatever it might be, um, I think that simple question is a question most believers don't ever ask. We live very thoughtful, thoughtless lives. Yeah. Socrates once said. Um, so, that's the second, <laughs> that is the second Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Day straight. <laughs> As the man said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And most of us live unexamined lives. We, we wander through, whether it be finances, whether it be relationships, we just kind of go with the flow and never ask the question of why. And when it comes to art, we let subtle, powerful things into our homes. Like, I'm not going to let my kids watch anything they want i'm gonna seek and i'm the gatekeeper what they put in their sinking minds yes that was that was our next where i was driving to next it's okay we we can put the filters on ourselves but what how do we put the filters on others specifically our children you any rules you guys live by for your kids because what we were all out of watch would you let your kids live the way you lived you know what i'll start i'll start with something current okay. i took my my boys are uh nine 
Oliver, our Gunner will be eight by the Nine, time you eight. listen to this. Yep. <laughs> and five, we took him to see Black Panther. Oh, wow. Did you see Black Panther? I did see Black Panther. I thought the one-on-one fighting scenes, which were awesome, probably too rough for him. Because I saw them start to wince. And I was like, this this might be too much for him. Because mm. they're, they're pretty... They're pretty gra- They're pretty violent. Yeah. Like, much more than I thought. Although Rex made a comment. He thought the one bad guy. He's like, Mama, why does he have so many nipples? Because <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah. Bad, all right? the, all the, yeah. Love, no, that when, man has a lot of nipples, Mom. Oh, spoiler alert, guys. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen the multiple nipples. You ruined it. Now you're going to see I got nipples, the- Greg. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see that part, though. It'll, it'll make sense. Um, no, that's this fight, though, on the waterfall. It is a brutal fight. Yeah. And you're, kids are watching their hero. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's tough, so I won't see any normal Yeah. No spoilers. You know, um, we, I tried to... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. I had him watch the movie Signs. Way too young. Oh, you are a crazy person. <laughs> crazy person. I thought that movie was terrifying when I was growing up, but Jess was always like, oh, that movie wasn't scary at all. It is too scary for kids. A <laughs> yeah, little bit. A little bit. Um, uh, so 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 there's there, are there any rules you guys have in your home for what movies your kids can watch? Um I mean, like we might be bad. We Jess and I probably have different viewpoints on swearing. It doesn't bother us so much so as maybe a lot of people. If kids swear you're like, oh, not around with friends, little Johnny, just swear in the home. Yeah. I mean no, I mean we <laughs> we've we've kinda had those discussions. It's like if you're gonna swear, say it right. You yeah. Well, there was on this. one time we were playing a game and somebody made a good move, and Oliver goes, "Damn!" It's <laughs> like, well, you got it right. <laughs> I'm just saying, little kids swearing is really funny. I don't know if I necessarily want it to happen. He started saying "pissed" a lot, you know, and some people find that really offensive. So, I mean, we just say, you know, probably not want to use that so much. Um. And we're going to do a whole episode on swearing. We're going to have Jess here. And she can... Holy cow. She can explain this stuff a lot better than I can. But, you know, um, it's like my boys, they love Ghostbusters. They love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. We just watched all of them. We just watched all the Hobbits, all the Lord of the Rings, after watching all the Star Wars. Jeez. Now, there are scenes in Lord of the Rings that are pretty graphic. A little bit. I mean, you talk about decapitating. I mean, I mean there's many heads on the floor. Oh yeah, but they're mostly orcs, you know, yeah. except which, for the ones are, that are being fired. Which in the are cannibal. Nephilim? Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? The orcs—they're not people, so it's okay to kill them. Yeah, good <laughs> these kids really. <laughs> there's that people too. There's like a couple of times, like maybe a bit much, but they absolutely love them, and uh, there's great teaching points in there, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Star Wars too. There, there is probably not a rougher Star Wars scene than in Episode Three. That's when, true. When Anakin's turning into Darth, or right before when he's on the when he's on the. I hate you. Oh yeah, I mean that oh, is that scene. His I eyes saw, are all turning. I, I he's on kids. fire. His flesh is burning. I remember Junior Hires reacting like recoiling. I took some Junior Hires in that movie. They recoiled in that scene. Them out of all eight movies released so far, that's got to be the most brutal scene. I can't think of maybe Han getting stabbed, but it. It shows it, but doesn't show it. It's nothing near Anakin. And rule one, when Vader kills guys mercilessly, that's pretty. Yeah, but it's still not as bad as oh, a yeah. person on fire missing limbs. Yeah, it's true. That's bad. Eyes are turning colors. The one that's hard um, is demonic stuff. We draw a hard line there. Okay, so you and draw- we we try to, but man, that stuff slips in. 
and it slips in like more than I would want. Like oh, like video games hide it more than anything. We don't have cable, so it's not like they're watching Disney or Nickelodeon or anything. It's Netflix, which there's kids Netflix, there's kids YouTube, yep. and these are these are the safe ones that they go on. And there's a handful of video games. One was like uh, Goat Simulator, stupid game where stupid you're stupid game, hilarious. You you've seen it? Yeah. You can like do spells and stuff and a pentagram and get like a devil like goat. Dang. And it's weird. <laughs> Minecraft. They're playing Minecraft. We've been playing Minecraft since they're old I, enough I to work think, a yeah. screen. I mean, they love it. But the other day I'm getting ready for work. I'm tying my shoes and they got these music boxes arranged in a cross. I'm like, what's this about? He's like, well, there's this character, uh, Brian, the creator of the game, and if you want him to show up, you have to make these music boxes in the shape of a cross and play these specific discs. And so Gunner popped the discs into the music boxes shaped like a cross, and we turned the volume up on the TV, and it was pure demonic. It was scary. I was like, turn that off now. And we had to have some conversations. Now, now here's where, the, here's where it gets, is... When you're in those situations, they force you to explain stuff. Yes, they do. That you weren't necessarily ready to explain. That's true. So I have to tell my kids, we don't mess with that stuff. It's real. And I can see in Oliver's eyes, because kids, they're all different. I can see in Oliver's eyes, nope, never going to mess with it. Daddy said not to mess with it. I ain't touching it. I can see in Gunner's eyes, but why? But why? Well, I mean, it can't be that bad. Why? I mean, he's just he's just the kind I mean, he's his his personality is a whole lot like more like Jess's and there's people like that. Like they you tell them no and they're going to ex- okay when I explore it for myself and see it for myself, then I'll understand why. Or there are other people who are just they're just like rule followers by nature. Okay, don't touch it. It's I don't know that's one of the tough areas that I'm working through with, with kids at this point is <laughs> so <laughs> you got a lot to look forward with Ada. I mean, cause what all this you, stuff, what are you, you're, 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 they're not she's, nine years old though. Yeah. She's really, she's so young, but the, the thing that I'm noticing is that she does not like the, the shows that are her for her age appropriate. No, she no. doesn't. She, well, that's because they're stupid. Yeah, they are stupid. So these are the two movies. Uh, she's got a couple movies that she watches constantly. She used to watch Moana a lot. Not what? anymore. She's kind of moved on from okay. Moana. Uh, she loves the live action Beauty and the Beast. Nice. And the live action Jungle Book, which is that's my great. favorite live action Those Disney two film are so stellar. far. I think Jungle Book is the best one. Jungle Book from the original source material to the new one, it's superior in every way. Jungle Book kills the cartoon, which destroys it. The original cartoon yeah. had barely a story to it. It's yeah. Just like, oh, I'm now with the snake. I'm now with vultures. <laughs> just wandering different episodes. It's awful. Oh, man. But yeah, no. So we we don't really have. I started to like, maybe we should let her watch. I wanted her to watch Wonder Woman because I wanted to watch Wonder Woman. But I was like, ah, a lot of probably death, not. A lot of yeah. killing. Can't lot of do death. it. Can't do it. When the Nazis, or See, they're not started, Nazis yet, they're just Germans. But when they came on the beach, we're like, eh, it's gone. We started. We started Ghostbusters really young. I mean, Oliver laying on my chest, I'm popping it like he's an infant. I'm popping well, in Ghostbusters. different than... Yeah, I know. They don't yeah. understand it. But as he got older, this movie that never bothered him before, he'd run out of the room certain scenes. The library scene, he still won't watch it. Shh. At nine years old, he still it's runs out of the like room. It's scary like a mug, dude. That's why kids have seen That one scene is so scary. I think one of the interesting things... Ernesto is on your guys's podcast in particular. I every once in a while I catch it where you're just like 
my son's my son is going to be ready for this film at this age, or my daughter is almost ready for this. How, how do you how do you determine that line? Um, I mean, for me, it, it's a hard one because I I do want to sh- I want to share my favorite things with my kids right now. Yeah, but they're not there, and the thing, I got to be careful not to grow them up too fast. Yeah, I want to be careful of. I want to to enjoy their youth. They don't have to be um, adults now. Um, but I, a couple of rules I live by is. Um, one, I don't try. I don't trust what's given to their age group. Yeah, because what's given to their age group is generally pretty insipid. Yeah, and a lot of like, do that Disney Channel stuff, Nickelodeon stuff. That crap, I think, is more dangerous than any Lord of the Rings you ever watch. Yeah, that stuff is. There's ideas being sold there. There are. Their worldviews being given across. And commercials are bad enough, Heck man. yes, dude. Trying like, to watch a sports game and then the commercials pop up and talk about having to explain stuff to your kids. Well, Disney's trying to tell my sneak and tell every your girl they have a boyfriend right now. I'm like, what the crap is this TV show trying to do? Yeah. I say, like, I'm going to love them. I'm like, you don't know what love is. You're stupid. <laughs> like, like go, 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 go and play tag with your friends, man. Like, uh, it, it builds materialism into it early. Like, I, I, I keep them away from a lot of that Disney channel stuff that's geared for them they don't watch any of that stuff if they if, if their friends tell it to them, I said, don't watch that they don't watch bad stuff i don't want them to watch i mean bad i, I don't want them watch poorly i don't let them watch untrue things veggie tales that's it right you only let them watch Un- <laughs> I'm just so, me a hard time. what do you mean what do you mean by untrue things because i've heard this before okay, okay. Sorry, sorry sorry i, I don't mean i don't mean i don't mean non-christian i mean Land Before Time, the cartoon. They can watch that because there's real themes and there's real beauty and real loss and there's a real story oh, there. Oh, man, that okay. movie messed me up. I don't want to watch any of the sequels because there's, there's nothing there. It's literally empty calories. They don't watch that. I don't want them, I don't want them to watch or enjoy things that are worthless. <laughs> I don't want them to just be lifeless in front of TV. I want them to know we watched Inside Out. Finally, and I made them wait for that one. That's a tough cartoon for a kid. In, is that the one with the emotions? Yes. I haven't seen that one yet. But yeah. no, I haven't seen it either. My daughter sat on my lap and she cried. I mean, she understood it all and she cried like a little girl. Like She cried like she hasn't cried in a long time. And it hurt her and we talked about it for a while. Hmm. Like, And uh, my daughter, uh, because we watch only things that have real story, um, she is beginning to understand narrative very well. She understands narrative, and she understands uh, conflict. She understands story arcs. She looks for the story she's looking for. Like she, she's unraveling mystery. Like, where, where some people watch a movie just to see the cool things. My son watches things because he wants to see the snake eat, so, you know, bite somebody. You know, he, yeah. wants, he wants to watch the kid fall off the bike. He, he, he wants to watch the funny, dumb action part. He wants to get them to punch him in the face. Whatever he wants to watch. She's looking, and she's like, "Well, who is the bad guy?" And why is he the bad? She's trying to figure out what's going on. Like she's asking. I, she's better than me at trying to understand the questions being asked by the story, and I'm 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 amazed to watch her mind doing that. But I I I only let her watch things that, um, are well made. Like that's I don't well made. Like it's got to be it's got to be well made. I don't she like cry uh, during Coco. Coco, it was just... I gotta see that. I haven't seen <laughs> oh it yet. Much. And Coco, it's weird we all that. balled our eyes out. Is there is a... 
it's about a pagan Mexican holiday. Yeah. What it's about. So Christians didn't hate it. And I'm like, stupid Christians. Um, <laughs> but I talked to this is how I grew up. This is my, this is our family. And she knows the Texas family. This is what it's like. And she, they loved it. We, and, and, um, but so one of the rules is we don't watch worthless things to an extent. Like I let them watch this cartoon called Ziggo and the Shark, Sharko and the Zig. I haven't yes. heard of it. No. It's like, it's like modern Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's like just the little three-minute shorts. No, no one talks in it. And it's – I'm like – I watched it. I'm like, this is okay because this is – it's dumb, but it's well-made. Like it's well done. I, I think there's some creativity in it. And I'm like, I will let this in because I think there's value here because it's, it's, it's very creative, very well done. It's not – it might be empty calories, but it's darn stinking. It's, it's the highest level of because you can get. So I let it in. Um, oh man, it's it's weird. So that's it's, it's, that's not more. Now, when it comes to morality, I am, I I generally stay at PG. It's like PG thirteen's hard one. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, yeah. Marvel movies. They've not seen those yet. Yeah. Um, who has Ninja Turtles once and necessary and damn all the time because Raphael. Oh and, yeah, and he said it, yeah. said it correctly, said it well. I'm like, oh <laughs> shoot, like because he, he understood. And uh, yeah, a little too Raph. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so we, we I, and um, my daughter wants to watch stories because she loves stories. She wants to watch what stories I'm watching, um, but I, it's just not ready for them. There's just yeah. some, some, some ideas are too big for her. She's only seven years old, and so I, they're different kids. Nesto and Lena are, and so I just try to, I try to gauge them. I try to see where they're at in their understanding and where they're at in their personality, and I'll determine. My wife and I will talk about where, when they're ready to watch certain stories. Um, the age is, is pretty uh, arbitrary. It's more when we think they're ready. But for us, it's very intentional, not accidental. Um, we don't pop in a movie for them and let them just watch it because they're, they're, giving kids ideas is a big deal. And we, we try to manage that content very well. Um, and that's, this, I'm not saying this is a way anyone should live. It's just how we happen to live. Um, I can't give them what I got because it, it, I had too many bad ideas starting off in me. It took me years to, um, years to get out of them, years to get over them. I don't want them to have that same stuff. I want them mm. to get ideas when they're ready to handle them. Not, and and, where they, and to get something on accident, we're there to talk to them about it, which is yeah. a big deal. We're there to answer the questions. She'll ask why this, why that, and we talk about it. Um, Nesto, my son, can't even handle a full-length movie yet. He's yeah. bored. He, my daughter loves long-form narrative. My son does not. Um, she, her and I read Lord, um, Chronicles of Narnia. Nesto can't handle reading a book yeah. for any length of time. Um, but reading, story, music are all things that we value, my kids and I value. But I'll say this as well. Oh, we talked about what should we watch when our kids. We have rules for kids, but the question is, if can we say to them, do as I do? Do as I say, not as I do. Can we say that to our kids? I think, heck yes, we can. Uh, when it comes to they're, art, not, they're not at that level. They're just like, listen, this is not because you never do it, just not right now. Yeah. You know, like. That was, that's with anything. Right. I mean, you can't stay up. You go to bed at 8, I stay, go to bed at 11. It's because you need more sleep than I do. Yeah. You need 12 hours. I need thinking 6. Like, this is that's the way it is now. So, we're allowed to say that there are children. I can watch PD 13 because I'm thinking 13. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, over, I'm over 13 years old. It's not hypocrisy. It's just a difference in maturity. There are things mm-hmm. Lena can do that Nessel can't do, and that's not a fair. That's life. She's older than him. He, she can do more than you can do. Yeah. Um, but uh, but there are movies 
I won't bring into the house because of the kids. Yeah. And even because of my wife. There's some things uh, my wife and I had a, we have, we had a fight. When our, we have, we've had three major fights in our 15-year marriage, like major battles. And one of them was over art. It was over a book called Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. I don't think I know about it. And people say it's one of the greatest books ever written in English, uh, written by a Russian novelist. And it's about an old man, Humbert Humbert, who falls in love with like an 11-year-old girl. And uh, it's a book about pedophilia. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the prose is so unbelievable. The, the, the way he writes is so... It's energetic. It's it's an insanity that makes sense. It's like it's so insane. You start to understand the logic, and it's that's that's it's like watching Godfather at the end. You're like, you gotta do that, you know? Yeah, close the door and lie to him. Because you because you're Michael in that movie. Like you're a normal person. Like Michael's a normal person with the military, but you see what he goes through and how he takes these steps, and you're you're taking steps with them every step of the way. And by the end of the movie, you're you are cheering him on. That's a brilliant film because. It takes you on the journey with him, and you become him at the end of the movie. That's brilliant filmmaking. Um, Lolita, I'm like, I told my wife I want to read it. I want to read this book because it's it's a classic. It is, um, as a writer, I want to read someone with a voice like this. And she's like, I'm like, it's a good book. She goes, no, it's not good. It's morally abhorrent. Yeah. And that uh, we had a fight about that if what... Is it worth like having this book on our shelf? Our kids will see that book on the shelf. Yeah. Can I read this book, Lolita? Why would you read this? Like, and she's like, 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 like do you think a grown man should love an eleven-year-old girl? I'm like, no, I don't think that. So why you read this book about it? And it caused a real fight. And I have not read the book because she said, if you read it, I'm going to read it. I don't want her to read it, and that says a lot. <laughs> that yeah, that does. <laughs> and it does. It reveals a lot about like. I'm like, there's a darkness I don't want you to touch. She goes, and why can you? I'm like, well, because I'm darker than you. <laughs> like, like, I'm an evil, evil preacher person than you are. I, I have like, there, I have more grossness in me than you have in you. And I want you, to, I want to taint your soul. She goes, you sound so stupid right now. <laughs> uh, so this, this, this kind of is a segue for me a little bit into um, consuming art by terrible people. So, Ooh, I mean, you say shoot. it with an 11-year-old girl, and Woody Allen has a film. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's... who's accused of many things. Accused of many things, oh. denies them all day long, is in the process of making a film about a relationship with between a man and a 15-year-old girl with a sex scene in it. Now, the, no, the actor... No. The actor is older than... But in the movie, the, she's 15. The portrayal they're making is... Yes. Yeah, this. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's people who love... You know, Woody Allen films. There's people who love Harvey Weinstein films. I mean, Lord of the Rings, Harvey Weinstein. All yeah, Miramax. Oh, it, well, yeah. No, it was oh, yeah. New Line. It was New Line Cinema. That was a Miramax. That was New Line. He's, he's got the producer credit in it. I just Does watched he? all six of them. He was with New Line for a while? He did all the Lord Miramax of the Rings. Miramax was came after New Line then. He did all the Lord of the Rings movies. Was I just it, watched wasn't them. Wasn't that... Is that Miramax or New Line Cinema? I, I don't know. Okay. I, I honestly... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Miramax does all the Dallas Tarantino films. Like Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction, all Miramax logos at the beginning of them. Yeah. So I mean, do we do we consume art made by people who That's are te- oh, I've been thinking about this. Terrible people. Oh, do we like, continue ow. to support them? Because I feel like financially I, by consuming their art and paying just, for their art. I feel like just recently I just really started 
That's the question of the day, man. And like, it's a toughie. Realizing the greatness of Kevin Spacey. And then the the stories came out. I'm like, I knew he was gay. I knew he, I knew, I heard about that, which that doesn't bother me. But the the yeah, pedophilia. You got accused of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young young boys. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Younger boys. What do What do I do with this now? Or I'm trying to think of some other people. That's a hard thing to be. There's a great article in the New York Times, and it was talking about just artists, like yeah. old school art, like Picasso. I mean. He was rumored to be a terrible person. He had seven women in his life, not just wives, but girlfriends, wives, seven prominent women. Two of them he drove crazy. Two of them committed suicide. I mean, he was, he was, He's had that kind of influence. With him it, yeah. But I mean, there's all kinds of artists who are into all kinds of crazy and dark and sanity stuff. Well, and, I mean, if you think about it from, from a Christian standpoint, are we not all sinners? Is are there some sins that we should regard as worse than others, or, or are we all not damned to live in eternity in hell apart from Jesus if we don't accept Jesus? That's a pretty, it's a pretty high up looking down thing. Um, but if the point is, I guess, is valid that I'll 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 agree with you in this way. Right now, this is sorcery. Right now, the sin of the day is sexual harassment and abuse, and that is, you kill people for this. You you yeah. you end their careers. You destroy them. Um, it, you know, in history, in in, in in the last ten years, it has been using the N word. That's been something you kill someone for. I mean, you end their career. You you. You shame them. Oh, you publicly yeah. denounce them. You fire them from the works they were on. You don't watch their stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and so right now, this happens to be the unpardonable sin. That's what this is right now. This is the unpardonable sin right now. Sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, sexual assault. And these things are all very different, but they're all in the same bucket right now. They're all... Yeah. Any one of them will kill you. Any one of these three. Um, what do you think, dude? I don't know. I was I was reading a different article by a feminist. I mean, I mean from the female perspective, and she had I mean, she was trying to look at it from all different angles and she said one of the things that she thought was um worthwhile was while you're watching that art consuming that art you're not consuming it for the director or the producer or or the evil person who put it out. Um, you're consuming that art in support of what the woman went through while she's making it. Um, uh, just different perspectives is that was what I'm interested in. N- none of the articles that I've I've seen had anything hard and fast. I mean, it's it's a really it's a tough spot, but it, it's another one of those things that kind of comes down to how convicted you feel. I guess I feel like I feel like we sometimes make idols out of out of the actors and the things that we love. So like when we hear, so when we hear when they do something bad, it kind of tears down that idol and you kind of have like disappointment feeling. I used to, I even still do this to this day where I, where, I, Oh, go ahead. Go, go. I still, I do this to this day where I idolize. Cause I'm a, I'm a history nerd where I idolize presidents. Like I literally, I watched Lincoln. Lincoln came out on Netflix and I watched it, and I, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the greatest movie ever. It Daniel is. Daniel Day-Lewis is just awesome. 
But Lincoln was a flawed man, just like all of our presidents were flawed men. And I, think, I mean, not all of them. Not all 45's of them. 45 is pretty, <laughs> without error. Okay, frankly. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the best ideas. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, but they're all flawed men. And I think one of the things that we do, unfortunately, is we, we elevate them to this position where they're above regular men and women. And so when they fall, they fall hard. Well, for us, I think our artists are closely have the prophets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, our musicians, our, our actors, our, our, our writers, these people... Like our our musicians, we I mean we know every word of every poem they ever wrote. Wrote. Yeah. We go there and we sing and we I mean you see people, like, I love you, like there are prophets. We 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 there is a worshipfulness. Yeah. There I mean so we probably shouldn't be those guys <laughs> as believers in Christ. I, I I don't I don't give. There is no band. There is no artist. There is no actor that I give my full allegiance to is because. You I, refuse I, to be mastered by no one. Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Like, I mean, we can't be those people. We can't. We're not. We're not fanboys. We're not fan clubs. We're, we, I don't know. But it's a very it's a very fair point. So I I personally I have not made any any of those. Um. I mean, let's say I probably won't go see the theater because I want to want to. Push up that box office for someone if they were like, if Weinstein said I'm making a movie called um, "Sort of I Did It," I'm still awesome. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't pay money to go see it because I wouldn't yeah. want to give money to that guy's stinking box office receipts. Um, but I don't know. I, I've not made any any decisions on that stuff, man. Not none. I haven't. Yeah, to I me, st- I think that's the new one. You know, like Usual Suspects. I'll watch it tomorrow, and I'll be like, "This is a masterly crafted film." Yeah, got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, and I'm not about to get rid of my Lord of the Rings DVDs. There has to be some type of sep. I've heard this said before, t- some type of separation, and I don't. I know some people can't do that, and I don't want to say that that's the pers- the the antidote to the situation. You have to separate the art from the artist. But again, you kind of have to because, in as our world, as our view as Christians, haven't we all? sin and fall short of the glory of God aren't we all kind of awful in some way I think I think one of the things that's in the conversation right now is that uh, some of us have less power than others and some people with great power use it for great evil yeah. like if someone is, is a, has a smaller life they can do like less like they can do less evil with their small life I think what's part of the, the gun thing is you see people with small lives trying to make a bigger splash which is a really yeah. sad thing but these guys that had power use their power to yeah, they did, yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a different. There's a different thing going on there. It's not. There is a. Every, I mean, I guess everyone's a sinner, but some people have the ability to hurt more than others. They, they need to wound more people, and uh, doesn't make doesn't mean they're worse. But there's definitely a different different. Uh, what do you call it? There's a different consequence. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, now. Uh, here's the question. It's doing as you were talking. Um, some Christians say you shouldn't watch movies with swearing or violence or sex these things in it and I'm not saying you should but I am saying 
I will say this. The Bible is not PG. No, yeah, totally. I mean, you read it. There's like, there's rape in it, man. Yeah. Like there's incest. incest. Like yeah, there, there's there's crazy stuff in there, man. Wars, blood, fights. Kids being cooked alive and eaten by their moms. Like it, there's crazy stuff in there. It, it, it's, it's literally like one of our, so we give to our kids is of every personal drowning in a, in a flood. Yeah. And we have bunnies. You know, we... We have we have a picture up in Ada's room right now of the of the ark, and I, I told my wife I said I don't want that up here. She's like, too bad it's going up here. I'm like, you do know the story. Everybody dies. It, it's, we, we give to kids stories, and they have they have dark sides of those stories. Yeah, Are you doing Goliath? He cuts a dude's head off. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bloody nasty story. And he circumcises everybody, right? <laughs> so doesn't that happen? He gets the foreskins of a hundred Philistines. That's or Samson, something. yo. Oops. <laughs> I was gonna say Abraham might be more in line with. Circumcising everybody, but um, <laughs> so I had a friend used to say this line, and I'm not, I, I really liked it. He said, "I'd rather, I'd rather have an R-rated truth than a G-rated lie," and I always liked that idea. And the thing is, is that how do you say it, man? Like, I was at a this is a true story. I was at a Bible study on Saturday with a bunch of guys. I mean, these are all hard-working men, okay? Um, and we talked and prayed, and it was beautiful. And every guy there's for me cussed during, this, during the talk. Yeah. And I don't think they were trying to be offensive. They weren't trying to be, like, shock jocks. It was just they're going through something in life, and this is the word they knew to use. And I didn't say, oh, whoa, whoa, man, whoa. You go cuss around the table right now, man. Like I didn't, I, I, I was glad they could feel open to talk to me as, as a brother, as someone. It's how I would talk to anyone. I talk to you the same way with this level of honesty and, and integrity or uh, just honesty. Just this is, vulnerability is the word I'm looking for. And uh, it was beautiful. And um, so there are some stories out there that are rated R that I find to be true and helpful. I mean, and for me, one of the reasons I watch so many movies, now I watch entertainment, but I also watch it because I want to understand humanity. And in counseling, I will reference film because I know so the people I'm counseling, they speak the language of film and the language of the Bible. Yeah. That's just the way, this way the world is. And, and I'll use these films that ha- echo biblical truth, and I'll use them to help them illustrate the principle we're trying to talk about with this, with this whatever, marital counseling, whatever. And so... Um, I am definitely on the. I watch more than a lot of people do. Um, but I don't watch as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch every P.T. Anderson film. I used to watch every single Darren Ar- Aronofsky film. And I don't because there's too much darkness to get to any little bit of light. And I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. Like, I, I, it's not worth the deep dive. I don't even know if there's any light in there anymore. Like, I don't know if there's any light left in the films these guys are making. Um, so. I'm still praying through it. I'm still asking Jesus the question, am I clean? Am I okay? Are we okay? And if he ever says, not this, I'll put it down because he is my king. And I, 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 I he, uh, there's no movie I love more than him or my family. Wow. I think that's a, the best way to wrap this up. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think we should plan... Next Sunday night, if you've got any DVDs, (laughs) (laughs) 
Any records, you know, unwholesome. We're going to have a burning. Yeah. A good old-fashioned <laughs> Got to have a burning. Dude, I, when I was in high school, as a Christian. Did you I burn was, your CDs? I was convicted. Or I, records? Or? I was manipulated more than once. Yeah. All records, all rock and roll is evil. Yeah. I was told drums were evil when I was a kid. Yeah. And I threw away at least three times my Tom Petty greatest hit CD. <laughs> I rebought it a year later every time. I'm this Tom Petty CD, yo, and I will rebuy it. Oh, that's the Christian movie. It's the best thing that ever happened to Tom Petty, huh? <laughs> There's these sales in Waterford keep spiking every, uh, every year, every 12 months. <laughs> um, He's going platinum off of Christian guilt. But, uh, <laughs> that's funny, dude. Um, but, uh, no, no, yeah. Um, when I preach, I don't. I don't. Um, I do call Christians to examine themselves. I do call the church to examine themselves. I don't tell them what to do. Yeah. Because, and I know it's easier to tell them what to do. It'd be easier to say, "Do here. Here's a line. Don't cross it." But I'm like, listen, we're not all the same people in this room. We're not. Uh, you seek the Lord. You ask the question, and I'm going to trust God to speak to you, and, and hopefully you obey. So yeah, that's what yeah. Everybody's got a different line. It's like the guy who is uh, addicted to crack or some sort of drug, and now he's addicted to cigarettes. Are you going to give him a hard time for smoking? I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, high five for smoking. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> um, and that is a hot. Well, that's weird. <laughs> Take that out of context. <laughs> I got a lot of my. I, I, I see addicts still use marijuana, and I'm like, man, I'm glad the heroin's gone. Like, yeah. I know it's still a crutch. I know it's still not full hole. It's not full hole, but it's a step, man. It's a, yeah, it's a step absolutely. in the right direction. I mean, you start negative, you start negative 100, you get to negative 50. I'm like, that's a lot of growth. That's yeah. a lot of growth. That's sanctification right there, man. Legit, yeah, it dude. is. To a person that starts off at you know, 10, they're like, you're a sinner. But they, you don't see what the, how God's worked in them so much. Um, yeah, I think I, it's kind of, to me, I kind of fall in line to, to each their own. I think you kind of feel it. Like I, like I, I said, watching Black Panther, great movie. I'm I'm not gonna buy it. I'm gonna wait till my kids are probably older because those scenes were were too much. Yeah, and I'll say this though: to the if a Christian ever said to me, ever dog me for not watching Wolf of Wall Street, if a Christian ever tried to like come at me from the other side saying whatever, you know, we're free in Christ. If that believer eats everything, never ask. I'm like, dude. You're in a worse place than I am, dude. Like, if someone is, is, is if someone uses their freedom as an excuse to satisfy the desires of the flesh, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Mm. So, the, so the one end legalism is awful. The other end, saying there are no rules, equally dangerous. You gotta ask the question: What am I eating, and what is it doing to me? Yeah. There are bands I that are talented that I actually admire. I don't listen to because of what they do to my soul. Yeah. They're bands I admire. They're great musicians, and their music does something to me that so I don't. I don't need them. Hmm. Yeah. Well, to close out, Nesto Burn Lolita. <laughs> I've not read it. <laughs> it dude, I've, I'm going to side with your wife on that one. I don't listen, know nothing about it. Didn't even hear about it till tonight. I read but the I'm the first I'm, chapter of it, and I was like, "This is some of the greatest prose I've ever read in my entire life." Yeah, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I use I, I, I use an extreme example. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. <laughs> what was made. Mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Ernesto, thank you yeah, so much thanks. for stopping by, dude. It was it was it was a privilege, and I appreciate you guys a lot, and and, and thanks for having me on the show. I really yeah. enjoy. So, real quick, I want to plug your your newest episode. So, 
Red Rum Theater comes is a monthly podcast now. It comes out once a month. That's right. So go support them on Patreon. If you're not supporting us, go support them. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, (laughs) listen, I I want it to get to twice a month. That's what I want to happen. I, I want to get there too, but it's a. You guys know it's a lot of work. To yeah, it is. Podcast, yeah, man. man. And uh, I just, I just can't swing it right now. I have a lot going on in my life. Um, but uh, we just episode on Lethal Weapon, and uh, just in um, in February, and dude, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was something. It's one of our, you know, best episodes we ever had. And then next month coming up in um, April, we're doing Confessions One and Two. Oh, I can't wait! It's Vigo. <laughs> you like the best of flies to him. <laughs> oh, I love it! All right, man. Well, thank you so much a for coming child. by. <laughs> Dude, he's the best. He is. He is. Dang it, Jason. I got so many DVDs that have to burn now. <laughs> or sell for a profit. Dude, I'm not going to... I'm not... I drank the Kool-Aid and got rid of a ton of stuff. Well, I mean, part of it's a minimalism kick, though, right? Yeah. But before that, like, huge Wes Anderson movie guy. I love his movies. I got rid of all oh, of Fantastic them. Fantastic Mr. Fox? You got rid of that? I never had Fantastic Mr. Oh, Fox. that's a great The Royal Tenenbaums... And The Life Aquatic. I mean, these are some of my favorite movies. The Darjeeling Limited. I don't know if you've ever seen that no. one. Fantastic movie. Um, Rushmore. I mean, I was a I'm huge trying to, Wes Anderson movie I feel buff, like I've I always guess. seen like two or three Wes Anderson films. I, I love Every them. one that I've seen, though, I love the way it's shot. It's great. It's oh, great. yeah. It's great art. Yeah, oh, I, I um, traded all those into Jelly Bean's bookstore, which then got struck by lightning and burned down. <laughs> so they're gone. It's confirmation right there. The, <laughs> yeah, the Lord has spoken. <laughs> but that was a great... Ernesto, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Man. This was, that was a great interview. Definitely some food for thought. And when, not- when he says he's the same guy as a pastor, is not a pastor, wherever you see him, I mean, he is the same guy. Sunday morning, he, he to, really is to a Monday night. This discussion, some would call that integrity. I don't know. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when he said, "I'm leaving here to go to the hospital for you know a family yeah, he, who just he, got shot up this morning in Flint," that's where he's going. Yeah, he he bounced. He shook our hands and said, "I got pastor stuff to do." We're like, "Go, man, yep. go do it." But yeah, so great interviews. Some lot of food for thought. Yeah, and you know, dear listener, what did you think? Yeah, and for real. Do you have any stories? Do you have any book or CD or DVD burning parties or VHS? You don't want to leave out those people, you know. Did you burn all your KISS records? <laughs> Knights in Satan's service. That's what that stands for. Or Antichrist, Devil's, Devil's Children is ACDC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I ever so tell you I many. bought, uh, speaking of, of art, I, there was a guy at my old church and this is this was the really conservative church that I went to. Not not as conservative as yours. We were a little little bit more liberal, but anyway, yeah. still pretty conservative. Not allowed to have drums. Not allowed to have electric guitar instruments. Yeah, uh, bought, you know, because once you plug them in, it, Satan. Yeah, just Satan. Yep. Electricity, Satan. It is Benjamin Franklin, Satan. Anyway, I bought the Highway to Hell vinyl in my church parking lot. Yeah. 
Not in the building, because that would have been bad. In the parking lot. There was a guy that collected vinyls, and I'm like, I really want the Highway to Hell vinyl. He's like, got it, man. Get bring it bring it next Sunday. <laughs> no, what he was really doing was he was selling all of his possessions and giving to the poor. Nah, <laughs> not nah, he wasn't. But yeah, but yeah. So great interview. We would love to get your guys's feedback. And guess what, Jason? We got some feedback. We got some feedback from our previous episodes. It's I'm, been a few weeks, man, and I've got there's a ton here, and there's there's too yeah, much. Sometimes we get a little backed up, especially if we have a long episode or if, or if one of our wives is sick and we have to kind of cut our recording time short. Sometimes yeah, we don't get around to it. Which but we're, we're gonna have to do tonight. Too. We're getting to it. So yeah. read, the, read that right. feedback. Um, a lot of thoughts on our Doomsday Conspiracies episode. <laughs> <laughs> it would be weird if it wasn't, if there wasn't. Oh, man. So we posted the picture of us in the foil hats, and people had some fun with those. Uh, my buddy Zach Caldwell, Caldwell he um, he posted a picture from the movie Signs <laughs> yeah. with Wonky Phoenix on the... Joaquin on the, Phoenix. Yeah, it's hard to say. On the couch with the kids, and they're all wearing their tinfoil hats, and he just put, swing away. <laughs> Oh man! Great movie. It is. It's it's one of my favorite movies, and it's not appropriate for my children to watch. <laughs> they can't get past where the alien pops out behind the bushes. Um, Josh, Joshua Chad Thomas. I'm having trouble reading these, but he said favorite episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel Maggio. I think she she made our first like fan art. Oh yeah, because she I remember took, the picture. She took our picture uh, with our tinfoil hats and put it side by side with Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> the same. Yeah. Twinning. Hashtag uh, twinning. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of conspiracies about the Teletubbies. We'll save those for another day. Oh man, there's yeah. going to be a part three, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, no, probably not. But Sarah Fader, she saw that picture and she said, "This makes me want to come on your show again so much." <laughs> And then one final one from Rocky Glenn on Twitter. He said, only 25 minutes in, but I'm totally thinking the entire book of Revelation read by Gollum would be awesome. And then he posted a meme with uh, Fry from Futurama, like <laughs> handing out cash and <laughs> saying, shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I caught Rex the other day, my five-year-old. He was holding one of his toys, and he was going, "My own, my precious." That, speaking of <laughs> speaking of art and movies and things, I think Gollum may be my favorite fictional character. Yeah, I, I well, The Hobbit is one of my top three favorite books of all time. Yeah, and so like sometimes I like meditate and think about. <laughs> it was it was hard. I, it's chapter six in the in. Riddles in the Dark, The Hobbit. That's I know the chapter. I haven't read the books yet. You the I okay. need to read the books. So the Hobbit book is one book. I know the the Hobbit. The Hobbit you could read with your sons. Yeah, and it's, it'll be entertaining enough because the story moves quick enough. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That one took a bit. Yeah, it gets deeper. <laughs> I had to I had to listen to it on audiobook because I had a hard time staying awake. I, I fall asleep when I read anyway. Yeah, most people. I mean, that's when we read. We read late at night. But when we watch the Black Panther movie, there's a scene um, with uh, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, with uh, what's his name? And Martin Gollum. Freeman. Yeah. Oh, and Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah, they're Andy both. Andy Serkis is one of my favorite actors. He's both great. The, and then somebody made the joke that those were the the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> 
movie. I saw that. <laughs> Literally, I, I the Tolkien white guys. Yeah, Jess told me about that. I died laughing, but that was the that uh, after I had just watched all the Hobbit movies, I kind of wished that he wasn't you have in them the Black on, Panther. You have them on DVD? Oh yeah, you should. Just let me borrow them we, we watch them all the time. Every couple months, we'll go through the whole thing again. I've been missing it. I, even though I didn't like the movies as much as the book, I'm, I'm missing it. But we're getting a little off, off yeah. track. Do we have any more feedback no, or things so that we want to... No, speaking of Rocky Glenn saying, take my money, I thought that'd be appropriate to, to mention our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> Give us money because we're down... We used to have four mics, now we're down to three. We are down to three mics. So stuff is breaking finally after almost two years of being a podcast. You know, these t- these tinfoil hats aren't going to buy themselves. No. And I mean, I was going to buy a laptop until I saw the cost of those stinking MacBooks, man. Anyway. We decided we'll, we'll, to remodel our kitchen instead. Well, that might be a better investment in the long run. But anyway, buddy. So, <laughs> I am I love this episode. I obviously love Red Rum Theater, love Ernesto and Tony. Yeah. This is going to be... I feel like this is going to be an episode I'm going to come back to and listen to. And yeah, kind of like for sure. a, a reminder of okay, what am I doing? What am I consuming? What is it that we're doing? What I'm doing with my life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, before we sign off, we got a couple housekeeping things we got to do. Housekeeping. We did the we did the reading of the feedback. You want mint for pillow? <laughs> <laughs> no towels. Need sleepy. <laughs> I feel like we reference Tommy Boy almost every episode. I love Tommy Boy. But yeah, we got all the, the socials. All are the there. social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on there all the time posting things. You know what? I want people to post this is what I want people to do. I want people to post their favorite movies they watched behind their youth group's back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody post those. Those will be fun. And um We'll 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 uh, we'll dive into those next in our next episode. Oh for my sure. goodness, that'll be fun. But anyway, uh, we also have the pulpit project. Yes. So that's where you send in a five to ten minute uh, sermon about Jesus. www.notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit. So get those submissions because we love getting those. We love hearing different uh, perspectives of Jesus and just kind of widening our view of Jesus a little bit to 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 glimpse at his glory so much yeah. more. So Jason. Lots of uh, church phrases there. You worded that very nicely. Oh, thank you. A glimpse uh, of uh, his glory. A glimpse of his glory. <laughs> so Jason, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of people out there. Yeah. That are probably realizing, man, maybe I, I can watch some R-rated movies now. Listening to Ernesto speak <laughs> has that really was the whole goal of this podcast <laughs> is really opening my eyes. Maybe I can finally watch Saving Private Ryan now. Maybe I can finally watch Braveheart. Yeah. Thanks, Ernesto. Really appreciate it. As those people are diving into those movies, maybe I can watch Magic. Mo- no. <laughs> <laughs> As those people are getting on Netflix or Hulu or wherever they stream or buy their movies from. Yeah. What do you want to say to them as they're they're hitting play on their DVD player? Always keep your stick on the ice. Bye, everybody. <laughs>